Welcome to the Grown Folks Table. We both know that we're grown. Real experiences, real conversations. Like a real woman would. Okay. One of the things I want to talk about is uh, when it comes to business, this has been the w- the year for women in business. And so I find it not strange to have so many women in business in business right here at the table, starting with our chief bosspreneur, yes. who can kick it off straight to us on what's going on with women in business, some initiatives um, that we see, and even some challenges. What do you think? Yes, so this is Becky, um, Becky A. Davis. There is, over the, le- there's been a trend over the last three years for women in business, and the the good part of the trend is African-American women in business are starting business at a higher rate than anybody else at this point in time. So this is the perfect time for women to start businesses. But here's the caveat to that. Uh, African-American women get less percentage of funding for business yeah. than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So there's so much more that we have to do to get funding to start a business or to even keep our business um, going. So there's some some um, some odds there in, in really being able to to grow a business. But there are so many challenges um, in having a business as a woman and as an African-American woman because you are competing um, with some people that are connected in different ways. I know one of the things that I've learned as a business owner, especially I'm a certified business, certified minority business, I'm a certified woman-owned business, and so that opens you up for contracts. But I was at an event, and one of the guys uh, on the panel was talking about Um, funding and government contracts for minority and women-owned businesses. One of the things that he said that really just shocked me was that of the contracts that go out, we get the less percentage of those contracts because we're not at the table. And um, so so if if the government has said, hey, I have... $10 $10 million that I have to, we have to give to a minority owned yeah. businesses. We're not at the table no. to even be able to get any of that money. Our business is not certified or we um, don't even know that we should be at the table. And so there are some things we have to do. Um, but then there's some things also that we have to fight uh, up against as well to be able to open some doors and get some money that uh, maybe a white woman in business will get a whole lot easier than an African-American mm-hmm. woman um, in business. So it, it's just um, it's, it's disheartening. Let me yeah. say that it's disheartening. But I refuse to let it stop me from getting to the place um, that I want to get. So, so Libby, when you started your event um, business, did you have to go? Uh, did you have to do like most of us do, which is come up with the money ourselves, or because getting funding, getting a loan, all that stuff is so difficult to do? How did you get yours started? I, I, and when you were talking, I was shaking my head because you're absolutely right. We we had to use our own money. Um, and the other thing we had to do is use our own resources, people, and because we nobody shared anything. That's the one thing about that I have seen as African-American women in business. We do not share with one another our resources, our how to's or any of those things. You you know how many people are doing events in terms of African-American women and who are doing it very well. You you can run across them at a conference or a, a different meeting, and you can start talking to them and tell them that you're interested in getting to this business and you have ideas and you would like to sit down and go to lunch with them. Nobody takes you up on that offer. Mm-hmm. 
So you find yourself having to get out there and deep dive and learn it and research it and figure out all this stuff. You make a lot of mistakes. Yes. Yeah, you do a lot of things that you shouldn't have to do if you had that person to mentor you through that business. But thanks to God, we've been very successful because we did have people in place who were in corporate America knew how to do a lot of things. Finances, me being a paralegal by profession, knowing how to write contracts, knowing how to get into different kind of circles and navigate and network and all that kind of stuff. My sister being creative mind knowing how to go to certain places get the ideas come back and do what needs to be done. my brother who is in construction he builds commercial businesses so he was able to say this is a great area this is where you should go and here we can knock out this wall and make it this and make it that mm -hmm. so it we basically just had to do a lot of things wrong to do a lot of things right right because we did not have persons that would come and network and share with, share their resources with us this is Joyce and the same thing with uh, my sisters and I we started a an event uh, business. We actually own a event facility mm -hmm. in in Athens, Georgia, my hometown, and uh, we've been in it for three years now. And our worst customer is the customer that looks like us. Mm -hmm. It's because they don't want to support. <laughs> I mean, it's sad, but it's reality. And so we had to learn and seek out other cultures and other people to do business with. And thank God we tapped into the Hispanic community uh, who are treated somewhat like we are. And, they, and we treated them right. And now they are the ones who actually keep our business afloat mm. uh, because we hear so much about uh, we're not going to support them, and you know we they do they think they are all of this. Mm. It's it's mm. it's it's mm. it's the unfortunate part thing is it's so much negative said mm. than seeing it as a uh, a black owned business, mm -hmm. a family owned business, mm -hmm. and the only way we can survive is through business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly, and and and, exactly. and it's so many people who don't want to support you mm -hmm. because of maybe who you are mm -hmm. and the family that you came from and then the unfortunately the color of your skin mm -hmm. it's it's sad but mm -hmm. it's it's reality but yeah. you have to keep mm -hmm. forging yeah. ahead yeah. Yeah. you yeah. have to pray yeah. you have to thank god mm -hmm. for what he has done and what he's willing to do and it's it's six of us it's my sisters and my mm -hmm. brother and we pull all our monies mm -hmm. together and mm -hmm. that has been our support mm -hmm. um, um, you know that that has helped us mm -hmm. make it through because it is so much said on the reason why we shouldn't support mm -hmm. more so on why you should yeah. you know we had um, we, I owned my own school K through eighth grade and and in the min in the beginning when we began to talk at our first episode, I said, I'm a woman in transition. And part of that transition is I was doing what I love to do. And, um, um, but you all have tapped and touched into the area of our challenges. Mm -hmm. That my greatest challenges were from people who look like me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everybody that came in the door needed a handout. Mm -hmm. And so if you need a handout, we're trying to pay bills, I got to pay staff, I've got to pay taxes, and you come in the door 
driving better than me, looking better than me, dressing better than me, and said, this is what I had a parent say to me, uh, and I'll never forget it. She said, Miss Turner, I look like money, talk like money, dress like money, live like money, but I ain't got no money. I need help. I need a scholarship. So everybody come in the door wanting something. something. Give, give a sister a break. Yes. Give a brother a break. And because of your heartstrings, you want to help yes. to your own hurt. Yes. So I believe that I'm still recovering, Libby, mm -hmm. from that whole experience yes. for nine years. And I had done that job for 20 years, but I owned it as my own where I couldn't sleep, keep my phone on 24-7 because I couldn't afford never to turn it off because yes. I need business. Yes. And then I had to make a decision. And so we sold our business in 2014. Mm -hmm. Lots of mistakes, as you said. Yeah. Lots of challenges. If I had it to do again, I don't know. Because mm -hmm. it, it took you life out oh, of yeah. my oh, yeah. body, out of my spirit. Yes. I, I, I'm, it took life out of me to do that because I did not have, have all the hope and support I need. And our people want the hookup. I mean, yes. everything is a hookup. But if you go downtown, you're not going to ask for the, the hookup. Hook yes. Whatever they have on that venue contract, that's what you're going to pay. Yep. You say yep. nothing <laughs> otherwise about anything that is written on there and that you are financially responsible for. But come to the Forest Lodge in Athens. Uh, Y'all charge too much for security. Y'all charge too much. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because we did our homework mm -hmm. we did the price yes, comparisons yes, for every yes, venue yes. that's in the city yes. mm -hmm. and we came under under, under mm -hmm. because we knew yes. that was the that was what people were going to say yep. and then i mean it's it's it never fails it yep. never fails they're always looking for the cut yep. when it comes to yep. when it comes to us and and let me give you some statistic numbers on this 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 really hurts your feelings so Consumer uh, reports say that we as an African-American community spend $7 billion mm. purchasing. Mm -hmm. $7 billion as an African-American community. A half a percent is spent on black-owned businesses. Yes. Mm -hmm. A half yeah. of a percent, which means we're spending money. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. We just won't spend it with what each up? other. Yes. And if we spend it with each other, we want to spend it the way we want to spend it and not based on yes. the agreement and yes. and the contract. And I know for me, um, I had to put I had to put some things in place and say, okay, this is how, how I will handle this going mm -hmm. forward mm -hmm. as a business. And and I don't care what you say after after that. Where oh she this she that this is a business and we're we're running things a certain way. So when people call, hey Becky, uh, because you know as a coach, your intellectual property is how you make money. That's yeah. it. Everybody won't pick your brain for free. Yeah. Can we meet yeah. over coffee? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not meeting over coffee. <laughs> so exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and one of my, my girlfriends, bless her heart, she always says, you know, when when people say, do you want to pick my brain? She said, "Who whose brain is being picked? Mine or yours? Because there's a fee that comes with yeah. mine. Uh -huh. Being picked, I'm uh -huh. like, I'm going to use that yeah. too. Uh -huh. But um, I would I put in place when people call and say, hey, I want to uh, I want to talk with you. Mm -hmm. I, I love what you're doing. I really want to learn some things. I always say, well, you know what? Go to my website. Mm -hmm. When you go to my website, click on the consultation. But you'll see the packages that I offer. Mm -hmm. And when you get on the... 
when when you schedule a call, it'll ask you which one you're interested in. Right. Now when they go, when I go through and I look at it, and you, you haven't picked the package, uh-uh. we, why am I gonna waste That's my it. time okay. in us having this conversation? Because that tells me you don't want the help. You mm-hmm. just want me to. You want me to give you something That's for it. free. Yeah. But it's like no we, that's we, we're not doing that and and it's sad for someone to even think that how dare she yes. she want to that's my intellectual property that's why you want to talk to me right. is for that same reason so we don't spend the money like we should with each other but y'all I do I have to say this I got some bad sisters that have lifted me, pulled me, yeah. encouraged me, yeah. told me, nope, you not quitting. Mm-mm. Nope, yeah. I don't care that you mad. Yeah. I don't care that yeah. you want to throw mm-hmm. in the towel. Yeah. So we have that group of people yeah. who will want things for free. But you got to have that other, other side, side. Yeah. that will say, uh-uh, yeah. you are not. Nope. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. We're going to do it next month. Mm-hmm. I know you're upset right now, Becky. We'll come back to it. And like, I don't want to do it. But it's those times when I have to lean on someone else's belief in me. Yeah than my own because you believe I don't want to let you down in this in this moment so let me let me keep moving um the way that I need to move but it's sad that this exists in our in our community well one of the one of the things that we see in the community is we don't mind going outside the community spending our dollars and supporting other nationalities and other communities why do you think the black community have such a hard time supporting the black community i think when it 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 comes down to the product and the service Mm. we just downgrade the product and we downgrade the service and 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 i can say it uh, when it comes to uh, the business that my sisters and I own, um, uh, the building that we we took over uh, was a, a building that was 29 years old. And um, so during the time that it was going down, people experienced, you know, some some bad things at this building. But before we opened the doors, we made sure that we attacked everything mm-hmm. that could possibly be a deterrent from people coming. Mm-hmm. And so and 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 we tried to advertise that, too. But people still put in their heads that it's a black business. When I last went to the fire, uh, this was what was going on. And I want to go back again. And and it's it it diminishes your product Mm -hmm. but then if you do give terrible service Mm -hmm. then you know it gives a person the right to say that the service was terrible so we as business owners got to make sure that our product is the best that we can possibly have and our service Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. top notch Mm -hmm. point blank period Mm -hmm. you got to have great service and your business have to be at its level best when you are in business of service to someone else and we can't group everybody in the same pot because you know we'll do that we'll group we'll we'll call and be like oh it's a black business oh man i mean you we already start out with that with that connotation i know i have i I love working with african-american owned business i seek them out Mm -hmm. to work in them i have an organization of women networking to connect us to work with each other so it's it's really important um to me what and, and and i um recognize those organizations I promote those companies and those organizations but when I get some feedback of some Mm -hmm. horrible service Mm -hmm. or if I experience horrible service I call the owner and I talk to them about my experience and experience Mm -hmm. of 
people that I've referred and mm-hmm. say, if I continue, if I'm going to continue to refer you, yeah. you got to step up your your yeah. customer service game because yes. now I put my name, put your yes. name on your company right. yes. as as a person in business that can offer this service. I I, I have been doing these uh, I've been doing these networking events for four years, mm-hmm. and I was working with a a vendor that we gave away her product at every, and it was to promote her her um, company. So we were giving her product away. I love the product. Mm-hmm. Now the quality of the product, amazing. Mm-hmm. Service, not so much. Uh-huh. It literally would take three months for people to get their product. Yeah. And so I'm getting emails. Hey, I, I, I won this gift. And uh-huh. so then I would get with her. Oh, I'm backed up, but you not communicating right. with me. So this year is the first year we stopped. I said, I can't go. I can't do this anymore because mm-hmm. I can't keep trying to explain. It's your business. I need you to know you just, you cutting your own throat yeah. yes. in your business. Your product is great, right. but your service mm-hmm. communication service. Now I will, I will use you as an African, American business but if your service is horrible mm-hmm. I don't care if you're mm-hmm. African Jewish no. white Hispanic I don't care mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna spend my dollars uh-uh. with yeah. you we got to do better there well one of the things um, sometimes I'm challenged with because I have a um, I have a mentoring group um, as well and I work with the community and I work with their parents and so a lot of times what I see that I'm faced with what challenges with is you know on on a, on a certain side of town um, parents will pay for the programming and and sew the money into it for equality if it's dealing with um, Mm -hmm. college and career or academia or any of those things and then uh, but on another side of town they won't necessarily um, utilize those services or put money to it unless it's sports or you know Mm -hmm. or or something of that why is it in our culture that we don't see the value in things that help build our children or help build our our education or us financially to to mm. to progress generation after generation. I don't know about you, but I was poor growing up. My dad and mom were in the house, but we were poor. I just didn't know it. You know, my dad worked two, three jobs. But when I was little, there was a truck that used to come around and bring the government cheese, Yes. okay? And it would bring rations for the community. So you had flour, you had eggs, yes. you had, had uh, milk, that cheese, some of the best cheese in the world, right? <laughs> they would say that. And so you would get a phone. The phone call, the phone would ring and say, the truck on its way. Now it was five of us. So my mom would get us all out there and line us up in the line, because you would get some for the neighbor mm-hmm. or aunt so-and-so who was at work and couldn't get it. So I, we, they called it government cheese. Uh-huh. See, we're, we're sophisticated now. We call it government. But it's <laughs> the government cheese. And so we would get in the line. And of course, we get my mom some, my parents. I come home because every black family when I was growing up really had to have a freezer. You didn't, you didn't just have a refrigerator, right. but yeah, you had to have a freezer. freezer. So we would open the freezer, and there's a lot of government cheese. Uh-huh. And a lot of government butter. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, why do we why why are we in the line? Why do we do that? We didn't need it. We didn't need it. You know why? Because it was free. Mm. Because we do not want to invest in anything that cost us something. We want it, the government cheese. God gave me that revelation that we want that which cost us nothing. Wow. We got the government cheese mentality, and that's it. I, I, you, you know, I, I think that was good. That was, that was very good, was Vicky. Good. And, and and I'm going to piggyback on that because I think what has happened to us in the black community, I always look at things. I have to look at it 
going backwards. It is a historical thing. Mm-hmm. We were never raised or trained to be business owners. Mm-hmm. We were always raised and trained to buy from what we call the better side, which is not the black side. Mm-hmm. And so I believe what happened, that whole thing, it became stigma and stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So as we grew up and people become, you know, grown men, grown women, we still think the better side is not the black side. And we don't even know how to do business. We don't know what it takes to have a business. We don't know the investment that goes into uh, starting a business, maintaining a business. So therefore, we, we do. We think we're supposed to have the government cheese because we don't know what it takes to make government cheese. We don't know what goes into that. And so that's the thing that I think that the education part for the black community is something that needs to happen and it should be in the schools. Because these kids are coming out not understanding you have adults even in the church I said at my church I was like we need to educate people in the church about business mm-hmm. and, and entrepreneurship we're seeing more of that now because it's important because we are stretching out we are finding our brand we are developing our gifts and our talents and we're getting out there and doing things but that's what it is we don't understand what it means mm-hmm. to be a business owner if you black you my sister you my brother you my friend give it to me free I don't have to buy from you, but I go over there and look at the other side. I don't expect it free right? because it's never been free from them. You, yes. you see what I'm saying? Yes. So th- right. that's what it, that's what it is. We, we have not educated our people mm-hmm. enough to know what it takes to be a business owner. And our brand has been the hookup, you know, mm-hmm. that's it's, it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been, you know, when, what is it called? The guys that make the videotapes and, and then they go around trying to sell it. The bootleg. bootleg. <laughs> our brand has been the bootleg. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So everybody wants the bootleg mm-hmm. version. So mm-hmm. when we're putting out the programs, mm-hmm. you know, we're looking for, okay, where's the bootleg version mm-hmm. no this is not the bootleg version this is quality programming mm-hmm. this is a real deal mm-hmm. we are competitive to what everyone else is offering yeah. and we have demanded a dollar for it mm-hmm. and this is what it requires mm-hmm. if you want to receive it uh, one of the things that I want us to kind of dive into is what have we experienced with, with being black women and working with men in business I can start off by saying that um, being a woman in business looking for someone to be a sponsor for me has been one of my challenges with being in, in in a room what we've what I've learned from other women in businesses has it has been that if you find someone to kind of sponsor you or make a, a path for you whether it be male or female um, then you're your the way you m- maneuver through relationships or network through relationships um, with men could be easier when it comes to getting certain deals. For example, I recently had opportunity to to bid on a contract with a, a very large bank in Metro Atlanta, and um, the guy that really walked me, th- the person that really walked me through all the steps of the bid was a man. Um, now, when I've tried to walk work with someone before that happened to be a woman. Um, she didn't necessarily want it. I had to. It was a guessing game, you know. It was. I was having to guess my way through. I was having to chase her to ask questions. He was just more open and friendly. If you have any questions, this is my extension. Call me back. Oh, let me send you a link to this. Oh, compare your rates to this. This is how you find this. So. I, what I found was it's just has it has been very challenging sometimes you know getting to a certain space with working with women but with men I found it has been easier now I don't know if I, my experience was that good I because 
you know, my background is real estate and investment, and I was doing a, a huge deal with some black builders. Mm-hmm. And so what has be, happened now is I think we don't trust. That's mm-hmm. why we're having these issues with That's black-owned true. businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know for me it took years, and still I'm trying to recover, mm-hmm. you know, from that bad deal. Mm-hmm. And they're not honest, not trustworthy. They steal from you. And so that has been that was my experience mm-hmm. with, and you know, and it'll cause you to not when you want to deal business with your people. Mm-hmm. And I'm a person who's a big supporter of my people mm-hmm. and want to support and be there and do things. But I would tell you that thing almost killed me mm-hmm. because I'm not talking a little money because you really say everybody know you, you're talking lots of dollars here and mm-hmm. investing. We were building subdivisions, mm-hmm. but the thing is, they don't know how to win, how, how we all can win. Yes. You know, you get that one want to win, and so they just create chaos and they steal from everybody else, and that makes all the deals fall through. Yeah. You said they create um, chaos because, like I said, we will group all black men that have businesses into one, into one, um, one bucket, but I've had, I've had a, cu- a couple of different experiences similar to, to yours, um, Alicia, where um, I've worked with men who literally can, will walk you through what you need to know, how you need to know it, the, the behind the scenes, the stuff that you don't even know to ask. They tell you to ask, which has been great. I've also had the experience of, um, yeah, I can help you while I'm smiling and grinning and winking at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. those ones where you like, this don't even feel good having this conversation because it's some behind, it it feels like it's something behind. And I I just move away and, you know, even when they're like, listen, I can help you with, it it doesn't even feel right. So that's, that's another thing we have to deal with too, is knowing, you know, what's the motive behind you coming to, to help you. You might start because both of the guys had, uh, was, was willing to help me with some stuff, but there was a different motive with uh with one of the um gentlemen so i'm always on the the lookout um for that when i'm having conversations uh with men as well i'm too like you it's it's when i'm dealing with um women in business having this spirit of i can't tell you too much because you'll know more than me I can't tell you too much because now you might pass me. I can't tell. And for me, it's just it's literally the spirit of of lack. And because I hate that feeling so much when people call me about things that that might not know me, I will share with them. Like I was looking for T-shirts. I want to do these bling T-shirts. And everybody that I saw with a bling T-shirt, I would go up to their booth and say, like, God, I love your shirt. You know, who's your vendor for the, I've been trying to find a vendor. Oh, I get mine. Um, I, I, I literally, for two years, I would go to every booth and no one would tell me. So I'm researching, I'm researching, I'm paying a high dollar for these shirts that I know I can pay lower. I finally figured it out on my own, figured it out, said, yes, this is what I'm going to do. This one to order mine. Then when people start seeing my shirt, I start getting, hey, where do you order your, your shirts for? Girl, let me give you the card. Yeah. All you got to do is reach out to them. They will go. And, and every response, no one has ever shared it with me. But that's the reason why I share it, because for two years, no one would tell me. Where, I know you're getting them from somewhere. I know somebody has helped you. But because you think I might do a shirt better than yours, you won't even tell me? That, that's the part that, that gets me. You know, me. Becky, one of the things I've always felt that the Lord would have us, this is Vicki, 
to experience what you just talked about because there's somebody coming behind you mm-hmm. that will have that same experience and they don't have to go through it because you have been there. Mm-hmm. So in other words, our, we are the sum total of our experiences. And when we meet those women that, that can't mm-hmm. seem to allow you to shine because that's going to dim their light a little bit, it's because others are coming behind that we need to give permission to shine. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter that your light is brighter than mine. I don't care. I can celebrate you. Right. And, and I don't have a problem with that. But that comes from being confident in who I am, mm-hmm. where I am in life. But I think as far as men, when I, when I was in sales years ago, I worked for an all-state insurance company because I, um, it was my first job out of college. I loved working with men. Love it. You know why? Because they come in, do their job, and they go home. They're not into a pimple on my face and how my hair look. And my husband didn't, you know, look at me right this morning. They just come in, they give you a little flirts, and then they go home. I just love men. And then I got an education, and I, it's all women. And so you got to deal with women, where you that catty stuff. Where I got to claw you down. You know, are you in the big house and, and I'm in the field? Uh, are you dark? Am I light? Uh, it's that, that kind of dynamic that we have bought in from the dominant culture. And it's still holding us back even today. I, I just want to say that I, my experience it has been a mixed bag because I'm a mixed bag. <laughs> um, if I look at it from a corporate side or a business side and I have to look at it from a ministry side. And so th- th- they've been very different in terms of, of working with men. If I start from the ministry side, uh, it, it, that is a male dominated place as well, like with uh, in all areas. And you're okay as long as you are in a certain uh, box. But when you start trying to get in a box that men may think is only a box for men, then that's where the challenge comes in. And for instance, you don't see a lot of women at the top of leadership in church. Uh, I don't care what denomination it is. You do not see a lot of women in the top of leadership because it's very hard to get up there because they're not making room for you. And the only way to get up there, you really have to be a strong person, cannot wear your feelings on your sleeve because the first thing they're going to say is, we're too emotional. We can't handle decision making. And all of that comes out of this whole societal thing that has said that women are not built to make decisions. Women are not built to lead. And that has been history. I mean, even biblical history. And, and that's one of the things that we still have to struggle with even in that. Even on the business side of things from corporate America, same thing. As long as you're in the support kind of role, uh, you are you are celebrated and you work well with them. But get into leadership. There's not many of us up there in leadership. And it's certainly a lot of men, not many African-American women in leadership. And if you are up there, you certainly, you become, it's, it, no better word, I can say you become a bitch. Because, and you don't work well with women because you have had to claw up there. You had to fight up there. And so now you don't even, you don't even look back to read back and get your sister because you feel like, well, she got to come the way I came. No, she does not. You have made a path. Go back and get her. Go back and grab her. Go back and grab her. Because in my industry, unlike what women think, Men, whether they like you or not, whether you're their dog or not, they will tell each other 
information. This is true. Mm-hmm. They will do it in my industry. They will do it. Women won't do it, mm-hmm. but the men will. But I think the biggest combat to that when you're in the room with a lot of men and you might be one or two women that are in there, what I have found for Joyce is Joyce better be on top of her game. Yes. She better be very knowledgeable mm-hmm. of what she's up against. And I, if I have to stay up all night and read, I am quite prepared. I am quite prepared to walk in that room and 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 speak whatever I need to speak from a very knowledgeable standpoint. And then I'm looking you dead in your face after I say something to say, say something. <laughs> I mean, but you have to you you have to you gotta do your work. And 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 we as women do have to learn how to check the emotion. And not just with men, but with other women too. You know, we have to learn learn how to check the emotion because I recently became in a management position. And so the the same people prior to November that I worked with that we were just uh, co-workers, co-workers. Now I'm in a management management position. So some of the language that I have with you it has to change. It has it it has to change. And so, you know, you, you all of these things are going through your head and that's male and female. Mm-hmm. So I think when we are knowledgeable, when we know what we're doing, what we're talking about and we can handle our business, handle your business um, uh, going in and know what you are there to do. And and if it comes down to a discussion don't back away from the discussion, <laughs> you know, don't back away from it. I mean, you, you stand your ground yes. to all of it. And, and, and I think we as women or even myself, uh, the, the first time I went into the room and I was one of two women that were in there, one, one Caucasian, one black, and the rest of the room were men, I was like, bring it on. Because I knew that I was equipped with the information to to delve into the conversation and make the decisions just like everybody else in the room. And one of the things that we always have to be mindful of is, is not shrinking in the room. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I remember Becky saying this one time that if I'm at the table... I'm at the table for a reason. Yes. And that's one of the things that I always look at women saying, if you're at the table, no matter if you're the minority or if you're working with other women or working with men, if you're at the table, you're at the table for a reason. Yes. You're there because you have something that needs to be valued. Well, first let me say this is Elisha V. Cash, and you can follow me at Atlanta Women's Empowerment Ministry, and you can also follow me as Elisha Cash on both Instagram and Facebook. This is Vicki Turner. You can follow me on Facebook at Vicki B. Turner. This is Deloitte Squizzle. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and my website, ncbwdecab.com. This is Becky Davis. Uh, definitely hook up with your girl on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, all at Bosspreneur, at Bosspreneur. And this is Joyce Latell. You can follow me at Joyce Latell Facebook and Twitter and at I am Joyce Latell on Instagram.